All right, so um, my story, like you said, begins December 2nd, 2008, and it basically begins with my mom and the rest of my family. So I'm going to show a couple pictures starting from about middle 2008 up till a couple weekends ago, and then I'm going to go from there. So this first picture is from spring of 2008. This is my family, my sister, me, and my dad, and my mom. Um, this is from November of 2008. Um, in about August 2008, my mom started getting kind of sick. She um, wasn't feeling that great. She got tired for long periods of time. And um, she started losing weight a little bit. So um, she was starting to go to the doctor a lot. And um, she finally, on December 2008, December 2nd, they diagnosed her with a rare form of T-cell lymphoma, which is a type of blood cancer. So after d December 2nd, she started going through a lot of rounds of chemotherapy at Presbyterian Hospital here in Dallas. This is her with a bunch of her doctors, um, and that is a wig that she's wearing in the top left corner. Um, basically, the system was there were six times she would be in chemotherapy for five days, and she'd be home for 15 days. And she'd be in chemotherapy for five days, and she'd be home for 15. And that went on all through about March of 2009. Um, through this, she started losing her hair. Um, and basically, it was, it was a pretty difficult time for most of our family. Um, we're, we're getting through it a much. Um, this is her in the hospital. Um, she was bald. Yeah. And... Basically, the hospital had this deal. They wanted to get the people out to exercise a lot. So if you walked around the hallways or something, you would get a bandana and a bag of M&Ms. So um, she was getting a lot of bandanas and M&Ms, which I was really happy about. This was the final bag of Dallas chemotherapy that she received. Um, so about March 2009, my uncle had this idea for a donor drive. Basically, let me backtrack a little bit. My mom while she was in the hospital, learned that she was going to need a stem cell transplant for, from a donor that had a matching DNA from her. And if she didn't have this, she would only be living for about two more years. And two more years from December 2008 is right about now. Um, so my uncle, my mom's brother, decided to organize a bone marrow donor drive to try to raise awareness of the cause and, um, and basically just promote people getting swabbed, because all you have to do is take a cheek swab to be registered in the donor registry program. This was the line at the, at the registration. Um, at Galleria, we had about 800 people show up and get registered, and we had about 100 people um, there to volunteer. So we had about 1,000 people total that came to the drive. Um, this is mainly my, what I'm going to be talking about later. But these, are, these are our volunteers, um, and these were just some random people that ended up getting their cheeks swabbed. This is my mom with her sister-in-law. Um, that was her in the hospital on her stem cell transplant day with her bear. And that was her getting hooked up to the machine. And these are the three bags of blood that essentially saved my mom's life. So the whole procedure of the first bag of stem cells lasted about 20 minutes. Um, by then, we had, of course, we had figured out that she had had a perfect match which is really, really big because he wasn't in our family. He was a random stranger that all we knew is he was a 34-year-old male. And um, basically, my mom and him were allowed to write notes to each other um, 
they're supposed to be extremely confidential. Um, they couldn't reveal any information about who they were. And um, this was when my mom came home for my sister's birthday um, in July of 2009. This was day 100 after she finally came home on the last day um, when she came home from Houston because she was there for four months um, getting treatment and recovering from the stem cell transplant. So my mom was gone in Houston for about four months after the transplant. This was a note taken from my mom's donor. Um, and it says, stay strong, I will not give up on you. I was chosen for this through a quirk of chance and some pretty major histocompatibility. Now that I'm here, I wouldn't trade it for anything and I'm behind you 100%. All the best, D. And um, we got to meet him eventually. We found out who he was. He's a good friend of my aunt and uncle's. He was at my cousin's first birthday party. It's a really, really small world, and I got to meet him. My mom's gotten to meet him multiple times, and he's really an amazing, amazing guy. This was one year post-transplant, so April of this year, and she's looking pretty much like she does now. And um, this was our Europe trip. We went to Europe this summer. Um, this was us in Venice. And this was the weekend before last when she and my dad ran their first half marathon and raised about $12,000 for Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. So this was about two weekends ago, but really what, what made the difference for me was this guy, Keith, because he is, he's really the one guy that, the, he's the reason that my mom is still here today, sitting right behind Mr. Bigginho right there. Um, but the important thing that I wanted to get across in this presentation was that anybody can really make a difference in anybody's life anytime by doing little things or doing big things. He did obviously a really big thing, but to him it was that he went in and he swabbed a Q-tip on the inside of his cheek 13 years ago. And here he is now, he saved my mom's life. He's become an inspiration and a blessing to our family. Um, so basically, anybody can really do anything to save somebody's life, um, whether it's a small thing or a big thing. Um, and like we said, we had people all along the way helping us through our journey. We actually had a website that we, when my mom first went into the hospital, we made this website called Caring for Karen. And we had people that could register and be on the website as members and post messages and post pictures and say like, you're doing great Karen or you're such an inspiration to our family. And that really meant a lot to us. Um, there were some other things going on on the website. One of the most important things was the calendar because while my mom was in the hospital, in Presbyterian Hospital, and she wasn't really here to cook, to make dinner for us or drive me to and from places, we had a calendar and every other day we'd have a family bring our family dinner. Um, and it was something really, really stuck out at me about that because a lot of times I would look at the calendar and I would see like my best friends bringing me dinner that night. Um, but other times I would look at the calendar and I would see, I would say, Mom, who, who is this guy? And she's like, oh, it's a friend of a friend of a friend of a sister of somebody's. And, it, I mean, that was really, really powerful to me because this person, I don't know this person. Um, some of the people that I even received dinner from, I don't really like them. Um, but, it was, but it was really, really important to us and it made all the difference in the world that they could make an extra dinner and leave it on our doorstep one night for us to to eat, um, and we had people all along the way, like I, when my mom was in the hospital or when she was in Houston, 
Um, I had to have people pick me up from school. My dad was doing all of her stuff as well as his work stuff, as well as taking care of her. Um, but we really had best friends and people all along the way, like, can you drive me here? And they'd say, sure. And that really just, that was saving my life every single day and going through that. Um, I'm taking a class right now, and whenever I walk into the class, my teacher asks one thing. He says, what's your name, and what did you do this week to save the world? And at first, the first time I went into the class, I thought, you know, that's kind of a silly question, right? Um, But after I started getting into the hang of it, like, I think of things and like, oh, I helped this person with, that, with their homework this week, or I emailed this person notes when they were sick. And it really makes a difference in somebody's life because I've been in that situation where I've been, one, I've been sick at home, and somebody, I said, hey, can you email me these notes from class today? And they're like, sure. And they email me the notes. Or something bigger, like my mom's like, yeah, I really, really need a stem cell transplant. Otherwise, I might not be here in two years. And so we have people like Keith, that can really just make the biggest difference in anybody's life, which is saving their life. So as a closing kind of challenge to you guys, I want you guys, every time you wake up or every time you go out somewhere, I want you to kind of think to yourself, say, say, what what can I do to, to save the world today? Or when you go to sleep at night, say, what did I do to make a difference in somebody's life tonight? Because Because whenever you do something little for somebody, or without even doing it for somebody, you don't even know it, It's really, it can make a huge difference in somebody's life. So, thank you.